four, three, two, one. The goal of the What The Shug podcast is to provide a platform to people with positive or influential ideas that have either helped me to change my life or that can help you to change your life. Throughout this podcast, I will be providing a spotlight to people of all professions, arts, skills, and anyone from Appalachia with a story or lesson that should be heard. My next guests are a duo of brothers from Moorhead, Kentucky and Moorhead State alumni that went from their mom's kitchen table as a shirt company startup to being on the stage with former governors of Kentucky winning awards for international trade and products sported from east to west coast, Appalachian Mountains to Rocky Mountains, products being supported on stages in Nashville and the silver screen in Hollywood. Though their reach is big, their focus is direct and their intention is specifically honed to get an awesome Appalachia. So you guys are kind of trying to show a little bit about what everybody's missing out on and while you are trying to help, um, there is no mountain stream and everything in between that Hurals uh, apparel hasn't touched. So the next team that I have on right now is the Appalachian Dream, Jared and Josh Ravenscraft. Love what on, fellas. Hey, great intro, man. Thanks thank for having us. Really warm welcome. Yeah. Glad to be here. Um, thank you all for coming on. We're coming to you all from Sawstone Brewing Company. Um, I'm drinking the Hefe, or not the Hefeweizen, but the Berlin Revise. I don't know what y'all are drinking, but. Uh, I got a number one. It's Kentucky Common. If you get a chance to come down to Saltstone, drink local, great brewery here in the morning. These, these guys do it right. Josh, what do you got? I got to make cream ale. It's apple juice. Too. Yeah. It kind of does look like <laughs> apple juice. Uh, but I just want to thank you all so much for coming on. Um, as I've mentioned so many times before, the really important focus that I really like to show is people that are willing to kind of go out on the limb and make something happen. And you are a direct example of that. You'll put countless hours, you've been through so much adversity with just trademark issues and things along those lines. And the fact that you all are here today just shows that you all were really committed to what you all were trying to do. Um, so I just really appreciate you all coming on. Yeah. And the mission that you all are all about is something that I can really get behind. And we've, we've talked about it many times before, or the few times we've talked, but um, we've talked about how important it is to connect to this community and for us to all kind of work together. Uh, but. To get us started real quick, yeah. I just wanted to ask you all what your favorite snack is growing up. Um, so maybe your top three or just your number one that just comes to mind. Uh, I'm going to go with some Appalachia snacks. Number one, probably Grippo's chips. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, Josh, what do you think? I'm saying eggs. Eggs? Eggs? Josh, right. Farm-raised eggs. Farm-raised yeah. eggs. And you can't be garden vegetables like green beans, things like that. Fruits and veggies. That's, yeah. that's high up there on my list. So anytime that I go to a restaurant and they're like, there's this particular ingredient that a lot of people don't know about, and I love them. It's called a pawpaw. Have you ever heard of a pawpaw? I have not. So it is a fruit that is from Appalachia, and it's got like literally like a month-long season. And it's like, it tastes kind of like a mango, but it is the consistency of like a banana. So it's like really mushy. Um, but wow. yeah, so it's kind of like a. Where do you find them? Well, it's like pretty. I mean, you probably have them in like Round County and Bath County, or anywhere on. But it's a. It's literally like a really short season because we're kind of like we're in a way like a temperate rainforest in this region. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we get a lot of rain, and then we also get warm weather. So it's kind of almost tastes like tropical. Yeah. And. Kentucky, uh, yeah, not to get off the subject, but Kentucky in the summer, man, it feels like a tropical environment. It's so humid and hot. I feel like I'm in like Vietnam. 2018 like was the wettest 
year Kentucky had in history. Yeah, if that puts human hot, right? But not to get off topic. Go ahead. But yeah, it's, no, I totally understand. Like, and that's so important to what's important to us as like allowing us to have the commerce that we have. We got bourbon because of that. We got the most streams slash lakes of like any state in the continental United States, if I'm not mistaken, something yeah, like that. Lumber industry, you know, you know, garden, agriculture, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so rain's definitely important. But the pawpaw is like a, it's really good. But anytime I go somewhere, if they're like, we got pawpaw ice cream, like, you gotta check it out. Go, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but to just continue a little bit, um, so thank you all once again for coming on. But uh, just literally, it's so important that we connect because it's in there's such a stipulate or not stipulation but stigma against us that from Appalachia that we're not supposed to be successful and we're just country bumpkins and um, we've talked about it and there's a potential opportunity for us as a area in Moorhead to kind of blow up so there's stuff going on with you all as a apparel and clothing company um, with Sawstone as a brewing company and then App Harvest. So if you all kind of want to touch on that a little bit of the potential that we could potentially have and just what it means to grow and what technology has provided an area that is often overlooked. Yeah, just to go back to your first statement, it's an area that's overlooked regionally. You know, you know if you're on the West Coast or New York, you don't think of East Kentucky, you don't think of Appalachia. People don't know about it, but there's a stigma, you know, but that's obviously not true. There, you know, small town doesn't mean small mind, and uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff going on here in Appalachia, especially in East Kentucky. And uh, now everybody loves an underdog story, just like the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves underdog teams, and I think that's what our region is in a sense. You know, like an underdog. You know, you, no one thinks of us, but I think there's a lot of potential here, and you know, not not just with what we're doing, but like where we're at today, Saltstone Brewery. Um, and then App Harvest, obviously what they're doing, they're like an ag tech giant coming in to this region and the supporting local businesses. They shop everything they, they use is mostly coming from local businesses that used us to make their workwear, which is awesome. They could go out of state to do that easily, but they're choosing a local Appalachian business. And, you know, a lot of potential for this area, um, not to just, not just say it because it requires action, you know, I think for years there have been people talking about it, but now I think you've got people doing things and, you know, sweating and putting their nose to the grindstone and doing things. And I think that's what it, that's what it takes uh, to make change. Um, people Schmark, are people are getting they're getting tired of the big cities being cooped up, especially with the COVID. Everybody's stacked in like sardines in their apartments, working out of their office, and now more than ever they're like, you know outside investment and these people are running back to these big open areas of land where life is simple kind of like it is here mm -hmm. in Appalachia and uh, it's it's cool to be simple again and come back and build where there's opportunity and opportunities in Appalachia so it kind of happenstance just like the name of our brand new frontier I really we really believe every day Appalachia East Kentucky is a new frontier mm -hmm. you know you think back in the days the pioneers and the Scottish settlers in the mountains of you know, North Carolina, Western North Carolina, East Tennessee, East Kentucky. You know, that's where they settled and they all went west. You know, I think that it's a reverse trend now. It's like our region has been forgotten about and we've had our hardships, but, uh, you know, pressure makes diamonds and we've been under pressure. And I think that there's some diamonds in our area coming out. 
not just saying it, but I know there are people doing things that we've seen, and uh, it's, it's, it gets you excited. You know, I mean, they're, they're big ideas, just like FRS. It's kind of scary, but it's, it's happening right now. Facility's almost done. I know we're working on some things behind the scenes that are big picture, just like the guys here at, you know, we're at Saltstone. You know, people are doing things. Yeah, and it's it's really in, it's intoxicating and contagious because mm-hmm. when people see that, yeah, with, with me, my goal of my podcast and to kind of touch on how I think that it's been able to happen is technology. Yeah, we were really, really, really lost when there was a lack of information that we could be provided, and now we actually have that, and because of that affordability of the access of technology that we have now, it's kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. Oh yeah, just get like, just like you and your podcast. We're having a remote podcast in the middle of a brewery right now. Yep. Years ago, a few years ago, back when we were in high school, this wouldn't have happened. Not possible. Technology's allowed that, uh, you know, you know, modifications to Wi-Fi and service and laptops, GoPros, mics, Google. So, <laughs> so you're like what you're doing here today with us. It's like years, years ago, that wouldn't happen. It's people on Facebook, wherever they're listening to us at. You know, so many streams available, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And in our region, years ago, it's, no one had podcasts in East Kentucky, or, or really, you know, I mean, you had radio shows and things like that. It's cool, it's new, and I like it. So, to, to kind of keep on the, the subject of technology in Appalachia, how has that afforded you all the opportunity to really expand your all's brand? Because I know that you all actually have people with a pretty big following in Sweden, or was it yeah. the Netherlands? Yeah, Netherlands, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Shipped to Sweden, too. Yeah, I think it's the retro mountain style that we go for. Because it's, it's kind of like, similar there, you know? Yeah, those those countries have mountains and they have skiing and things like that, outdoor activities, and uh, we offer a, a taste that they don't have there. You know, just like the music of Chris Stapleton or Tyler Childers. There's not many guys in the you know the Netherlands or Switzerland making that kind of music that sound. Mm-hmm. We like to think of the same sense as a brand. We bring that kind of gritty mountain vibe to our designs and the way we speak as a brand. So I think they like that. It's different. I think it's awesome. Uh, that nothing gets us more excited than like shipping order overseas. You know, it's really cool. You know, for small town dogs to be making. Smooth overseas. Do you have anything you want to say about it? I was just thinking yeah, you about ship the orders. You, you well, Jared's talking about the international shipping. I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at each order coming in. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. This is like, when you think about it going over the ocean, it's like, wow, it's coming from Moorhead and Appalachia. I think people resonate with like, um, just like Chris Stapleton's uh, songs or somebody like Tyler Childers. They will listen to their songs across the world, but. Uh, people can resonate with local stuff in a broad way. So you don't just have to stay local, but people resonate with local. Um, oh, the kinda, they find in their own way. Mm-hmm. They make, uh, they find similarities, so that's cool. They're like, what? A thing that I hear a lot re- recently with everything going on is that we're often criticized for not having a culture as a white person to bring it, not to bring a race, but I think that we are very fortunate where we are from to have a very rich culture. And we have bluegrass and we have storytelling and we have outdoors and we have all these things that we are really, really blessed that we're a very culturally rich area. And I think that that's what it is, is people just really are, people want to feel like I've been to that part of the world. I maybe have not necessarily actually been there, 
but yeah. that doesn't mean that I can't feel like I have or I can't like in some way be enriched in that culture. And I think that that's really cool that people are willing to be like, all right, like that's cool what's going on in Appalachia. Like I want to listen to their music. I want to yeah. wear their clothes. I want to like climb the mountains. Cause I even heard that like the Red River Gorge is the third best like competitive yeah. climbing spot in the world in the or world. something like that. People fly in from like Australia and, and I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, like we were there two days ago and we're sitting there at the Rock House restaurant ordering, you know, food and drinks. And you hear these different languages from behind you, and I'm just like, this is so cool. You know, we're sitting in Stanton. We're in Stanton, we're in Eastern Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. deep Eastern Kentucky, and you got people coming here for our natural resources, and it's awesome because places out west, everyone knows about Colorado, everybody knows about like Yosemite and those places, but it's cool for you know, kind of a localish place like Red River Gorge. This is a secret. Do what? This is like a secret. Yeah, it's like a hidden secret. It's cool. In our or Misty Hills. And we have a lake. We have rock climbing. We have... Um, my last guest and I were actually talking. We need to drag Cri- Triplet Creek literally all the way to the lake. Yeah. And make like a ramp put in to where people... They're just... we need, There's so many things that you actually just said. You said it's a natural resource. And most oftentimes you would be like, all right, I don't know if you would consider that, but for us, it really is. It's a resource that we're able to use for us to build commerce and for us to be able to, we have to be so, with what we were talking about earlier, with the lack of technology, we have to be so adaptive and so like, just able to potentially have to be like, all right, like I don't have a way to get to work there's not a public form of transportation so i just gotta grow a farm or i gotta like grow uh or do like build cliff view or whatever yeah. just, there's so many things like someone was like what's the the assisted climbing thing over there like someone was just like here's this huge mountain and i could just put like a cool climbing place for people it's and it's resourceful just, yeah it's, yeah it's, they, some yeah. most people from a city would go and be like look at this stupid cutout and then we look at that and we're like, that's a business opportunity. And it's just really cool to see people that have that. We have a very like abstract way of looking at business. We have yeah, to find yeah, ways to... It, and it's special in our area. You, so many unique businesses. East, you know, I would say that in the Appalachian region, we could drive to Asheville and that area in East Tennessee. And they're, it's kind of like an, an abstract form of art or business. It's unique to this area, I think. You know, like you go to Zion National Park. And there's some of that kind of abstract art there, but it's special in our our area, I think. Yeah, and and I've never I can't speak because I've never actually been out there myself, but there are there's just a, like have you all been to the New River Gorge? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that area over there, Fayetteville and stuff like that. Why why is this area not like that? Like how have we not yeah. found a way to really carve this town out as a safe haven for people that want to come outdoors and have a good time. Yeah. But we only have like one hotel and we don't really have a lot of restaurants. And I'm like, but if we start, maybe not hotels, like, but focus more on restaurants and just enriching this culture in this area. And we have the people that, the potential, we have the like, if you come here to Saltstone, there's like local art all over the walls. And it's just like, you hear music all the time. And it's just like, we have all these very pe- these people who are very artsy and want to show off with the skill and like yeah. you all are doing with your shirt brand. And it's just like with clothing, 
it really is like an exact like reflection of what the culture is. So it's really cool to see people that 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 were willing to be like Appalachia's cool. And yeah. yeah, I remember a few years ago when we started this, um, we we did our research and there wasn't there weren't hardly any or many brands other than like a gift shop in the Smoky Mountains that were making Appalachian things at all. No. And we said, we want to celebrate this. We want to make our brand for this, a brand for that represents this area and what, how we see it, you know what I mean? Um, and we did that, and I feel like since then, you know, there's been a, a few more, but uh, I'd like to think we were the first to do that and kind of like claim and say, hey, let's, let's start this convo and let's get this going because uh, this is something to be proud of. We sh- people shouldn't be ashamed of being from East Kentucky or Appalachia, West Virginia, and th- in these areas, like, it's cool, you know, own it. Yeah, and so when these things happen, that people, it's it's really, like, when I watch a TV show, for instance, I was watching Shameless the other day, and there was this episode, and this dude was like, yeah, I found out I'm adopted, and my family's from Kentucky, and when it showed his family, they were just like the most redneck hillbilly. They were all wearing like MAGA hats. Looks like, like me, maybe. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Like, like Josh. Yeah, that that stuff. Uh, you know, I, people have done that for years. Like hillbillies from Tennessee, hillbillies from Kentucky. You know. But you got to own it. You got to. You know, I mean, I'm it. honestly proud of it. Yeah, I really am. I love the way that I sound. You know, when I go to other states or we travel or go places, people are like, man, where are you from with that accent? And I'm like, I'm from East Kentucky, by God. Yeah. And, you know, I like it. And you got to own it and be proud of it because it's, you know, it's Yeah, people something. are like, man, you're like a mountain man. You got a beard and long hair, <laughs> man. Like, you're not from the city. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah, not from the city. I'm sure people, a lot of people from our area, in East Tennessee, West North Carolina, you know, West Virginia, they hear that too. And I've, I've, there's been several people come out, like Silas House, I think, just come out on Twitter and stuff and said, like, I'm not, I'm not quoting directly, but like being proud of the way you speak and where you're from, you know, it's something to be proud of. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, with that in mind, so I talked about it in the intro about how you all have had people represent your old brand kind of on in music and Channing Tatum's even wore your old hat, Tyler Childers's rocked your old stuff, and it's just like, how do, how, how, like, how does that influence happen for you all to be able to do that? And talk a little bit about how you all felt when you see someone like that, like, oh my gosh. Well, it's like, uh, you know, we, we work really hard to, to even have a brand and even have a voice and be able to make things, the things we do or the things we make. And uh, for guys like, the, there's the Tyler Children's Band, the Jesse Wells and the artists, people we look up to, people that we love their music and Nick Jamerson, Nicholas Jamerson, Another one in the middle, guys. Tyler Booth. Tyler Booth, yeah, he's a big one. He's on the he's on the come up. For those guys to support what you're doing, it just kind of echoes that message of what we're all about, Appalachia. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of like a high five for the home team. And so, are those like people that you will have grown relationships with in some yeah. way because of that? In some sense, Jared pays him millions to wear a good thing. Tyler, please wear this. No, yeah, we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> But to do that, that's what other brands do. But I think Jared might not say it, but we like to do that stuff. Let it happen naturally. We don't yeah. force our hand on anybody. Like, 
you know, if you like it, cool. If not, that's okay. You ever want to be those guys who are like, hey, please wear this for a photo? No, it's not about that. It's like, hey, if you like what we're about, if you like what we're doing. Real, authentic engagement is the best, not like yeah. fake money yeah, try schemes. You can't force a, a jump shot that's contested. You gotta have a wide open. Unless you drink. <laughs> we all three don't have New Frontier hats on. They definitely didn't make me wear this. It was a You got 25,000. I like that one. We don't have that online yet. I really like the black one too. I probably will get a black one too, honestly. Yeah, that's that's like in a, earlier we talked about technology, like uh, like these, about the hats. The hats that me and you have on are like it's a really cool new thing for it us. It feels really cool. I can like run in these. They're tech hats. Yeah, and it's kind of a new fabric and material that we're experimenting with. And how would you describe mine? Yours is just a retro mountain dog foam trucker. You know, good old truck stop hat. <sighs> good old country but, uh, hats. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I got off topic. But uh, back to the the music artists and the influencer thing we don't like to pay those guys or reach out it's just we try to let that happen naturally mm-hmm. you know and uh, given, some, given some of the things we made you know and I'm working on some big stuff for this winter we'll try to let that happen naturally but I hope that those guys like it you know they obviously have big followings and big crowds but it's best to let I think to let this stuff happen naturally if you can uh, let it be uh, kind of organic mm-hmm. in a way and so I see you all working on projects all the time and posting your stuff. So I think you all, the road tripping one that you all just posted. Yeah, we're, camp, yeah we love the idea of doing campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like for the fall coming up, working on a campaign. That's, you know, I, I don't know how big brands do because I've never worked for a big brand or never been a creative director. But putting together a campaign for a season, you know, like winter, like last winter, we did like a winter sessions, like a cabin feel with a lot of stuff. This summer we tried to go for kind of like a, not a hippie vibe, but kind of a groovy mountain vibe. Mm-hmm. We did a road tripping thing because I feel like a lot of people were taking summer road trips and we just kind of wanted to speak to them, those people that are going out camping. And, uh, we got, we worked with a local video guy, Joe Gagliano, he's really good, and a local photographer, Zach Hill. Try to keep it all local in our projects mm-hmm. and put out campaigns, uh, you know, that's, that that have inspired us. It's not just, we're not just pulling something out of the air. Whenever we make something, there's a story behind it and there's a message. And hopefully as we grow, we've learned it. Uh, hopefully we can tell better stories as a brand and just get better at that. Cause I think that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. From a design and creative standpoint. Yeah. And so as a clothing brand, you've obviously drawn influence from like something would what would you all say like as a big influence for you all to be like this is a great medium for us and this is actually what we're going to do to get this message out because i feel like it's a really good i honestly wanted to do a t-shirt company myself and these genius gentlemen started this appalachian clothing company and beat me to the punch so i mean i total props no no totally like and it's just like so the influence is there and it's just like i i was aware that the medium was there so like I appreciate that someone else was on that same page because I was just like, we need a way to make Appalachia look cooler. So yeah, obviously, yeah. you all were like, yeah, it's way smarter. It, it, we'd always loved brands and branding, but we never thought. I mean, we always loved our streets, but we never put two and two together that we should do something here until like we both he graduated high school and I graduated college. I'm still working on high school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'm getting close, man. And, you know, we might make some simple things now in year three, but we have a bigger goal in mind. And, mm-hmm. like, we haven't taken outside money or anything. We literally started this with 200 bucks and a laptop. 
you know, so it's not like we've got investors and people dumping us money to make things. So it's everything's been organic. We're just an organic garden right now. And we've got some bigger goals ahead of things we'd like to make in projects, and we're inching towards that. But um, it's been fun. It's been fun, and we there's a lot more we want to do with it. And so, like with that being said, like so, you were talking about how the storefront is potentially like it's like we're getting big enough to where we might have to like expand. So. With that being said, do you all have plans to potentially, without like revealing secrets, do you all like ever plan on moving out of Moorhead to like put stores other places? Or? We've been there. Jared's got his eyes on about an acre on Mars. We've got an acre on Mars. We'd like to sell. <laughs> we we have some ideas, but I think we'd always love to have a location here. Mm-hmm. And there are some bigger things in the works that we'd like to do here in our region. But I'll keep those a secret for now until we can give it to it. But I'm John, sorry. We need a few more beers. We need secrets revealed. Yeah. But like, on, that's my on, young Jamie. Cool. Yeah. Honestly, if you watch Joe Rogan, that's my Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Shoot. So you had secrets about your relationship? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have a secret relationship? But honestly, for the future coming up, you know, with COVID going on, we're really wanting to revamp our online store. Really mm-hmm. put a lot more guns there online because you know that's where we ship a lot and it's just like who knows how long this will be going on we just want to you know take advantage of that online store what's rolling so there's something else I want to really really talk about so trampolines <laughs> love trampolines they're also dangerous I have friends that have broken their butt bones of trampolines oh, crap. so it's like you know but I mean I also have been like oh shit my bad dude I interrupted you go ahead me. trampolines no no, it's just um, so with us being from where we're from, it's really cool to see the um, the area really be involved. So, like, how much has Morehead been important? Like, Morehead State in particular, into your all's growth as a brand and just oh, like yeah. university. I mean, we both gone to Morehead State University. We're at students come in our shop all the time. You know, alumni have been really supportive. Like. Amberfield, by WKYT, uh, all my former basketball teammates that I play with. Oh yeah. Uh, Without Morehead State. Yeah, it's like yeah. Josh T. or the golfer. I mean, I think he's, I think he's pro. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big golfer, but I think he is. Uh, but the, the alumni have been super supportive. Guys like you, podcasts, why not come speak? Uh, and a lot, a lot of other channels. Uh, you said athletics. It's kind of like a community and a family, and I think in anything, it takes a tribe. And I really feel that like, if you're a more I said alumni, you know, if you've gone somewhere else, sorry I'm gonna talk about it, but like <laughs> Morehead State is a really it feels like family and you come mm-hmm. back to homecoming and stuff and you know everybody and everybody's pretty supportive for the most part, you know, alumni wise and people who current students, you know, it's kind of tribe or family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's something I really, really always like to focus on too is the diversity and, or not diversity, but the adversity that you've had to face as a company. So times haven't always been good. Yeah. And um, even with what we're going on during Corona, you all have ever really even pitched in to do the campaign that you're doing that the money's going back to. Man, we've gave back so much. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah. So currently, we'll probably speak Appalachian this. Cares, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did an App Strong collection. App Strong. You know, when, as soon as COVID hit, you know, I, you know, obviously, it's hard on everybody, and we, we're, we're 
were looking around and the town was dead, all that sort of dead. Like, well, we can do something for good. We can give back or we can just sit here. So we picked several charities to give back to and we just used our tools to give back to other people. You know, we give back to like Direct relief, Direct relief. Uh, to the Appalachian Regional Healthcare. Um, Given for now, we're giving back masks to local schools. Don't know if they'll end up going back, but we're making sure they have extra masks in the youth service centers of the schools. State police, local, university police. Make, I mean, it's trying to help out where we can, you know, during this COVID stuff. Um, you know, it you know, feels good. We're giving back, using our tools, and you know, helping other people. So when you all started, I mentioned in the introduction, and you actually also said you started as a three or two hundred dollar company. Yeah. If that. So yeah. I've got the receipt. <laughs> I've got the bank receipt. I found it. It was in my bookmark of a book I was reading when we started. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's really important that you keep tokens like that yeah. from your journey because I definitely can tell you like I've had quite the journey. Yeah. Myself. With the, the tornado that hit West Liberty, which is really, really why at the end of the day, why I really got into wanting to be connected to my community was because when that happened, I felt helpless. And I was just like, there's things that I couldn't do. And I was like, I've always really wanted to go into politics, but in the current state of politics, it's just like, no. Yeah. And I was like, what can I do to be influential to my community? and have a voice without actually having to be a politician and follow an agenda or follow whatever. It's just like, I want to follow what's good for my people. Mm -hmm. And so, party I party foul too, literally right here. But, uh, Nada, Nada. Awesome. Thank you. My man, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Tom. This, uh, this commercial break brought to you by Salt Stone Brewing. <laughs> but, uh, it's just really important that we are able to, um, you know, kind of go through that adversity as a, a community. And it's cool that you all have pitched in to do that. But so talking about like what I was just saying with you all starting as like a really like low cost startup and something I really, really always like to talk about is just how with my story is times are tough. Times can be tough, and you're gonna fall down sometimes, and you might weigh 400 pounds one day. And yeah, now I'm here, and it's just changed. like yeah, you, you gotta like. You, there's gonna be times. I wasn't really strong, so that's why I got to that point. But it's just like I've had a total transformation of physical, but also mental. And it's just like I really like to talk about struggle, and a lot of people are like, I don't want to talk about bad times and stuff like that but I really like to focus on that because I want people to be aware that mm -hmm. even though I am where I am today that I did used to be 400 pounds so do you all yeah. care to kind of shed a little light on what you all yeah, have had to yeah. face as entrepreneurs that necessarily yeah, a lot so, of people maybe don't know about yeah so can't dive into the, all the specifics because you don't want to get in trouble again but uh, early on we had a different we were a different name as a brand you know we our LLC Made a name as a business, and come to find out someone had something similar, and we got into a little trouble. Well, not trouble, but just like they got upset, and we had to change our name. And for us, that was a big deal. That was a really big deal. You know, you've been in business for less than four months, and you got to change the name of the company you started. We did, 
and we're New Frontier today. Love that name, love what it means. And I think it was God sent, honestly, because I think the name's a lot deeper than the other one we had, which mm -hmm. we won't mention. I feel like there was no way we would have made it this far with that, with our first yeah. edition. There's and no way. So we, it was a big struggle. At first, we hadn't even gotten off the ground and we already had weight thrown on us, you know what I mean? So people that don't know us, and know we've, we've had our fair share of struggles and there's still more to come, but that's what being, you know, in business or having a vision is all about. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, being successful. You know, like, it, yeah. Struggle, that's part of it. There's no success. Almost like you struggle more than you succeed. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be times that you go through way more shit in yeah. order to get that glorious day you when you like, yeah. you made it. Yeah, you get I mean, callous to the more the, you go through it. And the, and I'm not going to say it's a sad thing, but the thing is, you know, social media and, you know, internet, Facebook, you, you see a lot of highlight reels all the time. Mm -hmm. You look at us, New Frontier, obviously we're not always going to share the bad times or like issues. Because we're about good times. Yeah. <laughs> we're about getting good times. You're about to road tripping right now. But like, you know, you see people's highlight reels, so it's easy to sit back and compare, mm -hmm. and, you know, trash your life. But uh, everybody has their fair share of hard struggles, but it's, it's those stories that make you as a brand and make you as a person. It makes you callous, like Josh That's said. like... Playboy, when they first started, it yeah. wasn't Playboy. When they, they kicked it off, uh, Hugh Hefner, it was called like Stag or something. Yeah. And um, their first issue, I mean, it was a big time deal. And um, he got this letter in, he had to change his name, and him and his friend were just sitting there and they're like, hey, your mom works at this car dealership called Playboy. You just want to call the magazine Playboy? Yeah. And they changed it. And so I think I got this. Yeah, like Nike. Nike was called Blue Ribbon Sports. What if all of our shoes said Blue Ribbon Sports today? We probably wouldn't be wearing them. So it's no. happened. <laughs> when you're in a small town, small community, you know, you're like, oh man, that's wild. They're going to be done. They changed their name. It's not a big, in the big picture, it's not a big deal. Like in the guys here at Sawstone are going through the little issue Exactly, right now. yeah. But in my opinion, they keep their name, awesome. They have to change it, it's fine. Because at the end of the day, it's not about... Oh, it's just the name. It's the business. It's the three guys downstairs that are exactly. making this beer and making the community and the environment and the culture. That's why we come here. Yeah. We don't come here for the name. We come here for those guys. So, you know, whether you have to change something or whatever, you know. It boils down to one phrase. See if you know it. Shooters keep shooting. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say keep on keeping on. <laughs> just like whether you, if you're overweight and you lose a bunch of weight, you know, keep on keeping. Yeah, and that's why it's it's just like you said. There's a highlight film of everybody's life, but if you go back and look at the content I posted, which is the intention, is that I want to show people that truly, at the end of the day, there's gonna and and where we're from is just a testament of that. Like we're the, like you said earlier, we're the true underdogs. There's so many reasons why we are not supposed to be successful. Yeah, and totally. there. I could, there's so many people who I could be like, I don't know anybody else like that, that has a story like that, that is from Appalachia, like that isn't from Appalachia, like it's, it's a pretty like regionally like exclusive thing that like people, so like me and my mom were talking the other day and we were like, yeah, so this, this, this and this happened. And I was like, so why don't you think most people could, like in a lot of regions, people could get a scholarship for a lot of stuff going on? And I'm like, why don't you think we can? And I was thinking that, I was like, that's like everybody's story as well. Yeah. Like they couldn't just give everybody in Appalachia a free scholarship and yeah. free ride to college. And I was just like, that's so crazy. Like, 
we really do struggle so much as a region, but it makes us so strong, and it, it gives us these opportunities to make yeah. these stories like you all and I, like the What yeah. the Shuck podcast and like Saul Stone and just there's so many things that we're not supposed to be that we're doing, and it's really cool because we're like like you said we're the underdogs. I think we're I, I make this right? big analogy in time because life will go on, we'll, you know, we'll all pass, whatever. And like in history, like you look at the times of the Dark Ages followed by the Renaissance. During the Dark Ages, it would be easy to look and say, "Hey, this is a, a you know poverty, bad times, negativity." Similar connotations to what's being said in Appalachia. Yeah, good job. That's the connotation now, but there's something coming. Like there's this there's this Renaissance, good ideas, and uh, people aren't looking at the future, you know. So the you know this area will come up. Yeah, we've been to the gym working our days coming. <laughs> Basketball records. Wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You weren't with us shooting in the gym. <laughs> yeah, to to go off on maybe a different path. Like in the past, I think you've had a lot of people talk about things that are going to happen here, talking about it. But there's people like being about it, doing the work, dirt's being moved, hands are going to work. You know, some stuff's happening. Yeah, and, and you were talking about the neg- like the negativity of, of Appalachia, but I feel like even right now, just the negativity of the country, what kind of art are we going to see in like two years that we're like, you know, oh we, my gosh. I'd just like, like to know what Chris Stapleton's working on. Exactly, yeah. He probably won't hear this, but whatever he's working on in his little Tennessee cabin on his 8,000 acre farm, the album he's writing right now, next year we're going to be jamming to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the art that's being created right now, People at home making things. Uh, I want to be stuff. Nick Jamerson's studio hearing what he's going to Nick Jamerson. I loved his last album. Yes. Golden Shores is literally one of my favorite songs I've heard. Shout out to Nick Jamerson. You probably won't hear this, but. He will. He's I, been on here before. I think Nick's one of the best songwriters, not just because I know him, but. Truly. He tells good stories, man. He said he goes deep. He throws hail, man. He throws deep balls, I think. Leviathan is a crazy song on that last yeah. album. Don't sleep on his Featherbed. Uh, oh, I love Featherbed. Yeah, I really enjoyed that last album. It was it was really cool to see him go conceptual and have like a whole album that was like all tied together. And it was just I like really, just like artists like Nick or Tyler or Chris make like concept albums or like the Eagles Desperado concept albums. As a brand, on a small scale, we'd like to make you know concept collections. Mm-hmm. We're small. We're getting better at it. But like it, you know, technology allowing us to do more make like collections well it just shows you uh it's it's like a marker of like where our mind is at this time this is how we're feeling we can actually express where we are and what we're doing as opposed to just being like i'm just gonna have like eight songs about partying and it's just yeah. like it's like i want to actually tell a story here and and nick will actually he's talked about it on my podcast was talking about how he was trying to relay the story of the seven deadly sins and if you really go and listen to it it really is like almost like a bible story the whole album it's really yeah. cool to just hear I, that he's yeah he's i awesome. wish i had the technology or, or six six the deadly sins is it seven six seven seven seven, seven. 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 i don't know seven sexes so <laughs> there's so many stories in this area i just want to grab a, a good movie maker and make some movies here in east Kentucky and Appalachia. Mm-hmm. You could take the songs of Nick Jamerson or Tom Children's or somebody, take one of their songs and make a movie out of it. You know what I mean? Like, White House Road could be a movie. 
Yeah. Creaker could be a movie. Nick Jameson. Creaker is my favorite song probably ever. Feather Bed could be a movie. I always say that Feather Bed, someone needs to shoot a video for that one. That is yeah. an incredible yeah. movie. I remember uh, Sunday Best, they put out Southern Boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was in high school and that yeah. captured, that like, that that was like my first Sunday Best. So I grew up with Nick and Chris because my cousins played in a church band with them called Crosswalk. And it's so I've known them much of my life. Actually, Chris was roommates with my cousin Jesse in college when they went to center. And so I'm really close to those two guys. They've both been on my podcast. So like they will they will possibly hear it. I don't know. They're probably yeah. working on they're in the dungeon working on some stuff. They're probably in the lab right now, making some beats. Um, <laughs> with the beats but, flat. But yeah, man. Sunday Best and Nick and Chris were the first guys to ever show us any attention as a brand or a business. Mm-hmm. And that was big to us because they were, they are, were our heroes musically. Like, Truly, yeah. Best, like, they, they were, they, Josh, you tell the story. I'll make it quick. I was at Keeneland. Uh, we just had like 12 or 24 trucker hats ordered. And, uh, I thought you were going to say beers. <laughs> I wish. 12 uh, or 24 had, Bud Lights. Had about 300 <laughs> beers. <laughs> so we had this trucker hat, and I was like, I was like a fan girl. I was like, that's Nick Emerson, Sunday Best. I was freaking out. The whole field, man, was just full of people. I mean, there were thousands of people there. And I was like, oh, shit. Might as well do it. I mean, I think he might like this trucker hat. So I went behind the stage, nervous as hell. And I said, hey, Nick. And he looked over, and he walked over, and this was all happening quick. And I said, hey, my brother and I. I mean, there's no telling what I said. I was like, <laughs> I was like hey, man, my brother and I are... Uh, we're making this brand. We're from Moorhead, Eastern Kentucky. I think you'd like it. And he said, "Hell yeah, man! I'll wear it." <laughs> he took it, and I was like, "Holy hell!" And then I went up, and he put it on stage, and we—I was just like, he did not have to do that, you know. I mean, shout out to them because two small guys have just started something, you know, not not pop the piss in. They didn't have to give crap about us. Yeah, he they showed us love. They were cool. So shout out to those guys. I mean, it's, it's small moments like that. Mm-hmm. You never know to somebody what it can mean to them. And, you know, so they all matter. That was definitely the pivotal point. I was like... It gave us confidence to keep going. And like, hey, what we're doing is good. They like it. If they like it, we're on the right track. Yep. But the thing is, is like when that opportunity arises for you all, to someone will be like, oh, my God, New Frontier. Oh. Like, you all might not even realize it because those guys might not realize, like, oh, this dude's like... It's like we, that right now. He's about to meet me. Like, tried, I mean, yeah, we not. I don't. I don't think we're that. We're not that big. But like, I we always, we're real authentic. Try to be personal with all our customers. And everybody comes in, or if we're in an event or something out of town, you know. Well, those guys also gave me an opportunity with yeah. my podcast. They came on my podcast, and and like I said, I grew up with those guys. But they still totally didn't have to do that. And the yeah. fact that they were like, oh yeah, like they didn't even like. It wasn't even a question. It was like 100%. Yeah, we'll be on the podcast. And I was like, that. Yeah. But that's what we're about in Appalachia. When we see someone that's like, here is a thing that I want to do, and potentially everybody will benefit from it. Yeah. So I myself need to be a catalyst of this moment because maybe because what I do will allow everyone to be enriched because of it. And so, like you said, it's just a a little thing. He could have totally just been like, you know? Yep. I don't got to wear that, but for your brand, it was smallest, obviously so important. Yeah, smallest moments, man. Oh, yeah. Life's made small moments. Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> Get well, real deep. Go so, real deep. 
we'll, we'll kind of close things out, but I really appreciate you all coming on. But as a brand and as a company, you even said it, so it doesn't matter what your name is. What is the impact that you all hope to leave in Appalachia and why is it important to you? That's a great question. BRB. Like you all die, and in yeah. ten years, someone's like, or hundred years, someone's like, oh, new frontier. I would like to think that we open the eyes of not just America, but like the rest of the world, like Appalachia is new frontier, shine a positive light on this region, and we would like to change it. You know, not just for making cool products, but in the future, making sustainable products. Like they made this area cleaner, they made this area healthier through the products they made you know, good materials, they brought jobs here, a lot of things, but you know, for the most part, I think, man, New Frontier, like they, they changed, you know, they were the brand of Appalachia in a good way, not just mm-hmm. for making cool things, but they were just, you know, in the future, they were a sustainable brand, brought jobs back, um, you know, be like the Carhartt of Detroit, you know, I guess we're Carhartt's wrong. <laughs> you know, what would you say? I mean, just simply, just if this was like a book and in a chapter, I'd like it. You know, you turn to this chapter in the book and you read how New Frontier cha- helped change the negative connotation into the positive, and like almost like you know when you read a significant story in history, like the Wright brothers and things like that. I want this to be something big. Somebody reads like, wow, they changed the game for Appalachia. Changed the game. You know, or just and if the change the game means like lead a sustainable revolution in Appalachia, uh, you know Silicon Valley, you know they can have all that. Let's let's make a combo back here. Yeah, there's so much going on out west, and we love out west, but like I think some, there's so much potential here, and you know in other cities in Appalachia, like not to get off track, but I think like in towns you like Silicon Valley or like Austin, Texas. People say like, oh, that's the hub. Like, it's a cool tech city. A lot going on. I think, in a small way, our town of Moorhead and towns like Asheville could be like, you know, a new up and coming way. Uh, not just like cool party town, but hey, that's a cool, sustainable tech uh, agricultural town of Moorhead. Look what's happening. I think resourceful instead of agricultural. You resourceful. Know. You know. Um, not, not like a knock to Nashville, like, oh, it's a party town. But like, oh, man, Moorhead, Kentucky is like resourceful. That's like a cool place to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I totally agree. It's just, it's really important for us to make sure that we're writing a story that one day when we open it up or someone else opens it up, that we yeah. we really made an impact. And right now, hopefully, we're writing like chapter three. Yeah. Like we had our come up and now we're kind of like getting to where it's like, all right, now it's like almost a... Yeah. At the end of the day, you just you want to inspire others to do good. So I mean, that's really the main thing. Somebody else to get like, hey, they did it. I want to do something cool. Man, yeah. You, you you like that crazy. This is way off topic. So listen, he's crazy. I'm sorry. But like, we talk about one day. Like, what if New Frontier makes like the moon suits or the spacesuits they wear? You know, why couldn't we do that? What I if love the part of SpaceX. You know, that would <laughs> be awesome. You know, what if Elon? Companies like App Harvest are going to tell make think thoughts like that real. Totally, yeah, man. If if they're having if they've got Uber and 
investors and everybody out west believing in them and investing them in this area, why could it be someone else next? The revolution isn't televised, it's on the podcast. <laughs> Heck yeah, it's only yeah. right here. Yeah, it's happening right here. So you guys are making it happen. If someone comes back, we've got to play this clip. Like, yeah. We talked about it. We already talked about it. It was right here. This is like Forbes, but the What the Show podcast in Eastern Kentucky. Forbes sound. Can I have, like, what's some crazy big ideas you have in this area? Like, All right. So, so I was actually wanting to talk to you all about this. So as you all know, obviously, I've dealt a lot with it, obesity. And as a state... This is actually awesome when you ask me this. I don't ever get asked questions on my podcast. No. So. <laughs> no, totally cool. Just get reversed. <clears throat> so, I would like to set up a team that would run or bike or something the entire distance of the Mountain Parkway and get a partnership with you all and App Harvest and ARH and have like a few runners and I think it's like 77 miles and raise money for obesity in the area or just awareness towards being healthy because we're like 50, we're like 40th, 48th or 50th in almost every critical health criteria so it's like diabetes cancer heart attacks we're like 48th that's a great idea. yeah that's so like, dude that's an awesome you should leave the charge with that. Like, well, we're in. These guys got far. Yeah. Like, like, well, I actually hit you all up a really long time ago. And what I was wanting to do was I was running my first 5K. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting to kind of like, it was literally like two years ago. It was two like, years ago, dude. We were, oh, gosh. That part of the I just wanted to te- like I just wanted to get like a customized T-shirt of like a weird silhouette of my transformation with like a mountain Appalachian mountain in the background, and have you all like kind of like sponsor me and I'll be like I got this from App Harvest and it's like to raise money for obesity awareness yeah. or something. Um, we're in now. I think you need you need to do that because yeah. like what if you led the charge and you brought us down to like thirty. That, and that's my goal, man. Dude, it's like, so what if we get to, th- you know, it's like, <laughs> you, you, like you made the state healthier. Because that, well, that's a big issue right now. One of my big, big influences growing up, it's so weird because, like, it's obviously not anything that's even a parallel to this, but Jared Lorenzo. Yeah. And when he died, I was just like, it was when I was in the middle of my transformation. And it really, like, it broke my heart because I was like, dude, I didn't get, like, what if I could have inspired him to be like, oh, if that guy could do that, I could do that. Because he, he was obviously a little bit larger than I was because he's like six foot three, too. So like, yeah. But I was just like, so there's people that are, I don't know why that keeps happening. There are people, oh, it's about to die. Oh, it did die. No. See? <laughs> so there are people, there are people who uh, are, impacted by obesity that I want to be able to help that I didn't get to help like Jared because I know that I literally had doctors that told me essentially you're going to be dead in like 10 years if you don't get this turned around so it's entirely up to you to kind of 
change where the direction is. Yeah. And so I want—I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're helpless like that. And I kind of just want to afford that opportunity. So. Heck yeah, dude. Go for that idea. Yeah. But no. so this just died. But where do you all and where can people reach you all as far as for on social media and everything? Yeah, check us out on Instagram, New Frontier Brand, Facebook, New Frontier Brand. Got um, a local shop in Moorhead. Uh, go to our social medias for our online store. Um, got some big things coming up fall, winter. Uh, shop might be closed for COVID, but maybe. We'll see. Online store is 24-7, though. It's a lot cooler, too. 24-7, round the clock. You get to live chat with a cool guy named Josh. <laughs> so customer you're care. Part of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always wondered when brands are, as a company, who's in charge of that. Well, man, we really most, got, uh, most big ones have robots, and it's not cool, <laughs> man. you got to have real people. We've literally there. got three people, me, Josh, and Spencer White. So, three, so two guys on the team. white people that work for you all? Like in the white family, say it again. I feel like I walked in one day and this girl was like, "I'm so and so white." Yeah, Spencer White is like our loan employee. She's, yeah, she's a freshman forehead. Okay, but we're friends with her she brother. She runs the shop, and we're not in town. Does all that? Well, yeah. That's awesome. I can't believe how we did. I feel like such a pain in the shirt, but it happens. But thank you all so much. Uh, things just died. We are here from Saulstone Brewing, and we just are about to conclude this epic episode of What the Shuck with New Frontier. Thank you all so much, Jared and Josh. Um, this beer has been awesome. This talk has been awesome. I've really had some really engaging stuff about just making Eastern Kentucky and Appalachia better as a whole. And I think that the stuff we're talking about can really make it happen. So um, thank you all so much for coming on. If you're listening, what the shuck 301 on instagram and on youtube also on facebook it's going to be on austin keith shuck and also i'm literally about to launch my what the shuck facebook page but thank you all so much for coming on again and don't forget to live the dream thanks man keep on keeping on